What is up, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Walkout Podcast. I'm Lance McCullers Jr. And I'm Carlos Correa. Welcome back. UFC 253 this weekend went off without a hitch. Had a lot of great fights. Had some awesome performances. Uh, before we jump into the card, the boys are playoff bound. We're headed out mm. to Minnesota tomorrow. We're in the hotel grinding. How you uh, feeling, bro? Feeling that great, nice bro. homer. Ooh, got a nice Ooh. homer. Last about of the season. Need My it. boy went four shutout innings. Yeah. Ooh. And bro, yeah. we, we go into Minnesota and I didn't bring a jacket. So I'm freaking out over here. Only I only got um button downs. <laughs> Double jeans. I'm going to freeze my ass off, but you know, we're in the playoffs, baby. So we're, in the we're playoffs. ready to grind. We, we got in there. We're doing our thing. So we are ready to jump in. We got nine inning for you, uh, for you guys today. You ready to go, bro? I'm ready. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Welcome to inning number one. We're going to start off at the top of the card of UFC 253. We're going to talk no other than Costa versus the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. Putting on a freaking clinic. Clinic. Um, this fight, I'll just say, did not live up to the walkout podcast hopes and dreams. No, it didn't. It didn't. We were hoping for Costa to bring the fight, and he actually just stood in the middle of the octagon. He's, he stood right in, in Easy's range uh, the whole time. Um, we thought he was going to attack the legs early to limit Easy's movement. He didn't do that. Easy did that very well. Um, took the power away from Costa early in the first round with all the leg kicks that he was landing, not getting checked by Costa. I mean, it's hard to understand what ga- what game plan Costa's team had uh, going into a fight because it, it, it seemed like he just stood there and he was getting picked apart and there was no sur- uh, sense of urgency or anything like that. Nothing. Izzy was doing whatever he wanted with him. First round, it was pretty much like the Joel Romero fight. Izzy was landing leg kicks, staying out of range. And then second round, Costa got a little desperate and he got picked apart, brother. Bro, he did. Oh, You know, and it, we, we watched the Embedded series all mm-hmm. week and I was as convinced as anybody that Costa's mental warfare, along with Izzy coming off of the Romero fight, was getting to him. Mm-hmm. I really, really thought we were getting a lot of reactions out of Izzy, a lot of, um, you know, just just big time, you know, reactions that you typically don't see from a fighter who's ready to roll. And I also, I'll, I told you, I was like, bro, this kind of reminds me of when Connor will roll up to these opponents and kind of pull out some of his tricks and you see these reactions, these antics that he gets back out of, out of fighters. And, um, man, I just, I was just disappointed, bro. Cause I was expecting Costa to come out, foot on the gas, force Izzy up against the fence, try to do damage to the body, use the leg kicks, and basically do what Izzy did to him. Mm -hmm. We thought that Costa was going to come out and do exactly what Izzy did to Costa, which was attack the legs. You know, after the end of that first round, man, though that 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 lead left was, I mean, his calf, his his everything was just it was shutting down. And you saw, man, he picked him apart. It was just, uh, um, he tweeted out. Uh, Costa tweeted out that he'll be back better than ever, but it ain't going to be against Izzy. It ain't going to be for a long time. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to be worse than that. <laughs> I mean, you, you're like me after the Arizona start. You can only go up. Go out there and you do it again leave. because you can't get any freaking worse than what you just did. You can only go up from there, brother. Uphill, bro. That was that was, that was was his worst performance, obviously, but we cannot take credit away from Izzy. Nope. What he did was perfection right there. He picked him apart. The legs were gone on the first round. Costa had no power. Every time he tried to do something, his legs were not there anymore, so he was not fast. The one time he put Easy against the cage, he backed up himself yeah. and went back to the middle of the octagon and said, like, come on, come on. Or he was, like, pointing to a right, like, are you going to go gonna right? Run, yeah. Are you going to go left? Like, bro, just fight. Just focus on the fight. You're facing one of the best strikers in the whole roster, if not the best striker in the whole roster. And you're playing those, uh, those games in the middle of the octagon? That didn't sit well for me because... EC is an opponent that he's going to pick on every weakness that you have. And if you're playing games around that dude, he's going to do what he did to him. Bro, I almost, so I have a question for you. So we were, we were one of the people, you know, critical of Izzy after the um, Romero fight, Mm -hmm. right? Do, are we not giving Israel Adesanya enough credit and the problems that he creates matchup wise versus his opponents is his two fighters in a row. 
Two guys that look the part, that have the track record, that are explosive, that can take a punch, that have the cardio, that have the wrestling grappling background, and they both were just stagnant against this dude. It's like he got into the octagon with this guy, and it reminds me a lot of, you know, a la John Jones early in his career, where guys stood across from this dude and just everything went out the window. Everything. Yeah. Everything went out the window. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's not the same, but it reminds me in boxing of Floyd Mayweather. You know, the guys were bigger than him, stronger than him. I remember when he fought Cotto and we fought, he fought all these big guys that had massive power and nobody could touch him. You know, he was like he was in and out and they couldn't figure him out and they will start getting frustrated. They'll start making mistakes and that's when he will pick them apart. And that's what Issa did to Costa. First round, Costa couldn't touch him, pick them apart. Second round, he couldn't touch him. He started doing, um, some shit that he's not used to do, doing and, and he got KO. He got yeah. careless. Easy was way too much for him. That's where you see the levels in this game. The, the level of striking that EC um, display was insane. Bro, the kickboxing unreal. fights, you know, 70 plus, 80 plus kickboxing matches. Um, it helps. It helps. Constantly had 14 fights in, mm-hmm. in, in the UFC. ec has been around for so long. And you could tell, you could tell the experience was, was what set him apart. Yeah. Izzy, it was his hundredth career professional fight win. You know, he's got, I think, 74, 75 wow. in kickboxing. He's got, um, I think, eight or nine boxing. in boxing. And now he's got 20 in the UFC. 20, so no. you cannot, I'm no longer going to, you know, I, 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 I don't think I was, we were unfairly critical of Adesanya because of the Romero fight. But I think watching this fight and seeing another guy that we expected to be you know, Dana Dana White was hyping this fight like it was going to be the fight of the century. Yeah, we he's like, Costa's going to come forward. I mean, we did too. We thought, bro, this guy's going to he's going to he's going to bum rush him. He's going to get him on the cage. He's going to do damage. Worth thinking, you know, Apex versus the the the, the Octagon and Fight Island. And bro, it, it just didn't matter. Izzy, I'm sorry, Costa literally stood at a range where only Izzy could hit him. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get to Izzy. Izzy Israel Asanya kept. Picking apart that leg, he would throw the lead jab. In the second round, when his leg was compromised, he threw an unreal question mark kick, clipped him right on the temple, and he was hurt. And he didn't he didn't rush it, he didn't force it. He started going through the guard, he started landing the jabs, and then he and then he hit that beautiful up left and hit Costa right on the temple, and that was it. But I, I gotta damn. add that EC has never looked better physically. Physically going into a round besides the right Minus titty. Minus that right titty. The right titty was a little I don't know weird. what was going on with that. <laughs> but physically, like, he looked shredded. He looked with abs. He looked strong. And then when he was kicking, he looked so fast and so explosive. But what impressed me the most was that the question mark kicks and the head kicks looked the same way as the leg the kicks. The leg kicks. So... I couldn't tell if he was going to the legs to the body or the face because the motions, the t- everything looked the same to me. And Costa was having trouble with that. Well, Even though he was round, blocking yes, some, he was, still, he was blocking kind of late. Because you saw on uh, Costa in the first round behind his right ear, yeah. it, started to, it started to get red. And the so he was blocking Lake, but he was getting clipped. And the question mark kick that he threw in the first round was close. Close, and Costa ducked it, and he was doing all of his thing. And that was the beginning of the end for him when he landed that head kick that yeah. cut him in the second round. And then Costa tried with the poker face. He was he was doing that poker face. He was trying for two rounds, but AC knew. Like you know he knew. It reminded me when Masvidal took the fight out Usman late notice, and he got in the octagon, and we're like, "This isn't the same Masvidal." Yeah, he's laughing at the corner. He's blowing kisses. Mm-hmm. He's smiling. Like Costa really, I think, got caught up in the championship week and the buildup, and he got up. He got caught up in the in, in the playing the character that he yeah. was playing. During the fight week, he was yeah. trying to play that character, that bully. Um, I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. You're skinny. When I yeah. hit you, you're gonna go down. And you know he got carried away. Skinny out, skinny out of Sanya. Skinny out of Sanya fucked him up. But it was it was an amazing performance by Izzy. And I did comment on the right tip. The whole first round. I'm like, <laughs> to the point where you're like, bro, stop talking about his his tip. Like, let it go. I, I don't know what's wrong with it. I, I was like. Costa throw leg kicks and you're like, bro, the right titty. And I was like, Costa, the body, bro, the right titty. I was like, shut up, bro, the right titty. What are you talking about? Carlos was, got up after the first round, Carlos was kicking the bag, the broom service bags, because he was like, he's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. And then uh, ended in the second, man. But as Izzy said, to his credit, 
he called it. He said he was going to expose this man. He says he was going to, you know, really, really take it to him, and he did. So congratulations okay. on on your amazing performance. Absolutely. I'm never doubting that guy again. Uh, it's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard, Especially against strikers. Yeah. No chance. Hell no. All right, guys, that's it for A number one. A number two is coming up right now. We're going to cover the co-main event, which was John the Polish Power versus Dom Reyes coming up right now. All right, guys, welcome into inning number two. And as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about the co-main event was John Blockowish versus Dom Reyes. And literally, Jan couldn't look better, man. He absolutely dominated almost every single second of this fight, minus maybe a couple of... Uh, a couple of combos that that Dom got off, but he was just a really, really um, impressive. Yeah, bro, Jan uh, looked too strong uh, for Dom Reyes. Um, one thing that when I rewatched rewatch the fight that I saw was that every time that Dom Reyes was trying to make something happen to land some combos, Jan was meeting him with the jab, and he almost seemed like Dominic was always out of range. Now, when Jan was going forward, Dom was not meeting him with the jab. He was putting Covering his up. hands up in the air, and when you do that in the UFC with the four-ounce gloves, it's not boxing where the eight-ounce gloves cover mo- most of your face. In the UFC, there are going to be some holes, and Jan was landing clearly big punches, and you could see it on Dominic's face. He was wearing them, the kick to the ribs, it was noticed, bro. bro middle right middle away. of the first round, this right dude's away. ribs were were bruising. They were blasted, and 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 John was doing a great job at countering. Every time Don was coming up, he was meeting him with the jab. He was ducking under, countering all the time, and and you know Dominic didn't really look like he had a chance yeah. against John. I, I, it almost looked like if they fight ten out of ten, John is gonna knock them out every single time. What surprised me the most. And leading up to this fight, we spoke on our last podcast. I was talking about John's, um, Jan's uh, ability to the jab. Mm-hmm. I was talking about his ability to to grapple and, and his kicking ability. But what we really said we thought was going to set this fight apart was the ability for Dominic Reyes to counter. Mm-hmm. You saw on the highlight before the fight. You don't even have to have watched Dominic's previous fights. You saw on the on the clip, on the reel, that this dude is a counter striker. Mm-hmm. He has a couple of beautiful sidesteps and absolute finishes. And every time Jan came forward, like you said, he covered up and left those ribs exposed. He did it four times in the first round. I'm thinking, like, when is this dude gonna put his foot into the canvas and let let some bombs go? Yeah. But it, it it seemed like to me either one or two things happened. One, Dominic Reyes came into this fight as the favorite. He went into the John Jones fight with nothing to lose. Everyone thought John Jones is going to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing, and he surprised the world. The big underdog. He came into this fight expecting to win and expecting to finish. Mm-hmm. And so it was either the expectation of the title fight that broke him, or it was the Joe Kelly picture he posted on Instagram. Oh, brother. One of the two From the was moment. the curse. From the moment that he posted that picture, I told you, this guy's going to get KO'd. <laughs> you did. If, 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 when you do that face and you condone that type of behavior, bro, you're going to get slapped. Slapped. I don't care why. You're going to get slapped. He posted the picture on Instagram. We saw it because we follow you him. You commented, didn't MMA, you? I commented. I, said, I put the shaking my head um, emoji. And brother... I mean, you cannot post that picture and not get slapped. Well, like, we, we, were, we were like Mystic Mac. We were speaking into existence. <laughs> we, Every second, we're like, he's going to get slapped. When we, Jan's going to do it. When we saw him getting slapped, we pointed right away. That's for posting that picture, brother. Yeah. That's for posting that picture. That's what's happening when you, when, when you, when you act like that. Yeah. Um, he tweeted that he didn't let the hands go. I didn't read his whole tweet. I saw I saw a clip of it. I think it was more than this, man. I think that he met a fighter in there. John Jones, as great as he is, as great as he is, he's not a knockout artist anymore. I mean, he really never was. He puts it all together well. But his his talent, I'm going to say his talent, he, he's getting older, and his ability to do what he once did, it was diminishing a little bit, especially at light um, at light heavyweight. And I think the motivation factor wasn't there for, 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 um, for John Jones. So I think Dom saw a lesser version than the greatest uh, MMA fighter in history that we all come to know. And he got very, very, very confident. And I don't know if the fight was worse or his shooting the basketball in the embedded series. Oh, God, <laughs> bro. Don't get me started. We, we we were talking that who will win a game 5v5, Khabib's team 
<laughs> the Dagestani basketball team or Dominic Reyes Dominic team? The, it, it would be the Dagestani basketball team. Absolutely. I've never seen If you don't call for travel like that. If you call for travel, then the Dagestan team is is having trouble. Bro, they can dribble. Also, I mean, since we're on since we're on this and we're 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 letting this dude have it, I mean, this dude is a walking Hallmark card. Yeah. This dude, he's cornball. Is it's 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 every single Instagram motivational post you've seen on some bloggers page is, is the only thing he recites. Yeah. So I'm long story short guys. I'm very happy. John uh, Blocko wish one Polish power country power. My man is expecting a baby soon. Super He's humble. The first male Polish Polish male UFC champion in history. So very excited for him joining he, Joanna. He Jones, of course the queen Joanna. And um, I was just really impressed by his performance and the embedded series showed this the the level of confidence and and how hard this dude works and how seriously he takes it. So very 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 happy that our boy won. Yeah, like you said, Dominic was a huge favorite. So a lot of people counted him out, counted Jan out, and he really showed that not the walkout podcast. Yeah, not you. You didn't count him out. I didn't count him out. Um, but bro, he really showed that he's the king of that division, bro. I, he I finished Corey Anderson a spectacular fashion. He, yes. He submitted. Smoked. He smoked Dominic Reyes, smoked. the guy that a lot of people think that beat John Jones in a five-round fight. But he didn't. The score but he didn't. Said no. Exactly. So this guy is a real king of the of the light of the light heavyweights, and he called out John Jones after fight. John Jones said, "Oh, we need challenges, blah blah in our lives," meaning that he's gonna go to heavyweight yeah. and test the waters over there. Fine. But this guy's gonna be a problem, and. You know, our boy Tiago that we love so much. Got to go to Glover first, but yeah. that's going to be a spectacular fight. Tiago Santos versus Jan Blakowicz. It's yeah. going to be great for the division and for the sport. Yeah, just to kind of double down on that. I mean, he beat Jared Conier before he um, before he went um, down. Mm-hmm. Before he went down, he beat uh, Conier back in 2017. He beat Nikita uh, Krolov, who just beat our boy Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. And we both think is a really good fighter. Really good. He submitted Great. him. Great. He beat Luke Rockhold. Say what you want about Luke Rockhold. He was a champion at one time. You know, um, Souza, Jacare Souza was definitely his toughest fight, but slept Corey Anderson and now sleeps Dominic Reyes. I mean, this guy has it all, bro. He has it all. He's a mm-hmm. black belt. Uh, he's an amazing submission artist. He can. He's showing the Polish power. It's shining through. The only thing is, he's 37. So I want him to be active. I want him to try to defend this belt a couple times. John Jones ain't coming back. He, he wants to get that win back against Thiago. He I got slept bad. He got slept in the third round. It would be a really good fight against Thiago, like you said. But jo- he can let go of John Jones. John yeah. Jones saw him knock a Corey Anderson, and he said. Bye. I'm going heavyweight. Yeah, he bye. said I, I, I'm messing with that. <laughs> so, congrats to John. Very happy for you, your family. Uh, looking forward to watching you fight again. Absolutely. All right, guys. Scene number three coming up. We're gonna play what's next for some of the uh, the biggest names on the uh, UFC 253 card. All right, guys. Scene number three, and we are playing what's next. If you haven't heard the segment before, it is basically we're gonna run down some of the more popular fighters, some of the big fights on the card. And we're going to give our predictions on what could be coming next for them. So since we started off with Costa and Izzy in the uh, first inning tonight, we will go ahead and start off with uh, Mr. Costa, the eraser. Uh, what do you think is next for him? And uh, ultimately, what do you think he needs to improve on to to, to win that belt? Well, first, I, I got to say I love this segment. Um you know, a little matchmaking like our boy Mick Maynard. Hey, Mickey. Making the right we'll fights We'll see you at Renzo time. Gracie soon. Yeah, making us have fun throughout this weird season watching UFC fights. Paulo Costa. I think Paulo Costa's next next fight should be the loser of um, Cannoneer versus Whitaker. I think that fight is going to be for the number one contender. So the, the, the guy that loses that fight should fight Paulo Costa. It will be a tough fight. Either one of the guys, you know, if, if, if uh, Whitaker loses... Or Cannoneer is gonna be a tough fight for Costa. We'll see where he, where he really is at right now. Because man, this this performance against Izzy, he's gonna have to win one or two fights. No, two fights at, at least. least. At least in two. Spectacular fashion. He's gotta he's gotta finish people. Because Dana is not giving him another chance after this performance. Dana no. after the fight on the press conference, he was very frustrated with what Paulo Costa said. He even said like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" You know what I mean? Yeah. He he was so confused. With his game plan. We all were confused. Yeah. I mean, we thought this dude was going to 
pedal to the metal, Masvidal style. All in. Give it everything you got for one or two rounds. And if it doesn't happen, bro, it doesn't happen. And it still was a great fight. We've talked so many times. Like, if you put up great performances in the UFC, win or lose, in Dana's eyes, you're a winner. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get you those fights. He's going to, I mean, that's why, that's why, you know, Connor and, and, and these guys that they, they ride, you know, they, Hamsat. like Hamsat right now is doing, they, they're on a rocket ship to the moon because they do what they say. And, they, and Dana knows it's a good business. Mm. So when you start messing with, with money. Dana's business, Mucho dinero. he doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I think, you know, he's still going to probably be ranked in the, the top two or three. Um, he's number two right now. I don't, I don't really see why he would, he would move. Um, the the Whitaker uh, Jared um, fight would be a good one to take. I honestly wouldn't mind. Um, I think Darren Till is going to fight Jack Hermanson. Is that correct? Yeah, I think they're that, gonna fight. That, that's going to be a fight that could be. You know, let's say that Whitaker or uh, Cannoneer they they just get beat up a little bit. I think that could be another good fight because he's going to have to win multiple. It's not going to be one of those things where he just wins one fight and boom, he's back to the title. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening that way. Mm-hmm. So anything in that top five, top six against good strikers like like Till, like Whitaker, Cannoneer, I think could help him uh, get back on the right track. Yeah, I like that. So speaking of the middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya, he says that he's fresh, he's good to go, he can go whenever. After the fight, he did call out, not call out, he basically said that he thinks Jared Cannoneer is next if he puts up a good fight and wins against Robbie Whitaker, uh, what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think I think Jared Cannon has a great chance of uh, beating Whitaker if he puts it all together like Easy ex- expecting him to do. Um, I think I think that's the right fight, man. It's 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 as simple as that. Uh, I don't know the rematch with Whitaker after he KO'd him, like he said twice in two rounds. Um, so we'll see what Dana decides to do. But if Cannon wins, that's that's clear cut. Um, the next um, title fight that we'll get at the middleweight. For sure. Yeah, I mean, at this point, man, Izzy just needs to kick his feet up. Kick your feet up. Enjoy what you have done. Enjoy that new Puma deal. Sponsorship, that deal. Go buy something nice. I'm sure it's for Mucho Dinero. Um, Bro, like I said in the the first segment, I don't know if the criticism that we maybe, uh, you know, threw Izzy's way was, was not granted because it is clear this man is on a different level, especially striking. So real deal. I think he should sit back. I wouldn't put out. I wouldn't put out a uh, two hundred five um, weight mm. uh, double champ type belt for Izzy. He has. There's no risk in that. I mean, other than you know losing, but there's no risk in you're not losing your belt, none of that stuff. Other than losing I, brain cells to John Blago, which yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you're in the fight game. He's got he's got a hundred professional wins and about you know. You know, seven or eight losses. So he's probably already running low. The polished power, though. <laughs> Maybe I'm he'll just sit a bandwagon there and chop now. it. <laughs> <laughs> going to be coming to the field with a Polish power t shirt pretty soon. Uh, that's uh, different, bro. He was hitting uh, Dominic Reyes with jabs and he would look bro, at wait, him like, wait, Holy wait, shit. wait, wait, wait. We didn't talk about Dominic Reyes's nose. Oh. Bro. Oh. He hit Reyes. I think it was a right through the guard or maybe a left. I don't know when it was. I think it was the right. Bro, his nose looks like. It, it took an it L. It looks like Florida. <laughs> it's an L. <laughs> the nose took bro, an L, brother. It was, I mean, that is like, he hit him, and 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 Dom, like, he, was impressive. he was like, what the shit? And he, he kind of, like, reached for it, and then he saw his nose, bro, and that's when he finished the fight, bro. That This dude's got serious bro, pop. He never load up for a punch. He, it was not even, like, like, a power punch. It was just, like, a straight jab to the face and Dominic Reyes was like whoa I never felt anything like this so it's serious That's power scary. man That's scary that was serious power so speaking of our boy John what do you think is next for him um you mentioned that you know he does want that Tiago fight back before this fight he was on ESPN or one of the shows and said when I win this belt my first defense I want it to be against Tiago yeah um you know, I'm just glad that he was able to get the title shot that he was talking about. We remember back then he was like, if I don't get a title shot, I'm just going to walk away. Yep. Um, so I'm glad that, you know, the stars align and he was able to get his title shot and be able to bright, to, to shine in such a bright spotlight. Um, this guy is going to go after Tiago for sure. You know, Tiago needs to win against Glover. If not, Glover's going to get the title shot, but. We need that Tiago fight once again, brother. I feel like John is so much better. We don't know about Tiago yet because he's been out for quite a while. 
So we'll see how he looks against Glover, which is a great warm-up fight for him, I think. Um, Glover is being on a tear, but he's older. I think Thiago should be able to win that fight. And then we'll get a banger on uh, Thiago versus um, John. And it's going to be great, bro. It's going to be another knockout. This light heavyweight division right now with these guys in the top five, it's all going to be finishes. All gonna be, they all got Love power. Love they all it. are killers. And they are going to finish fights. So I'm excited about the light heavyweight division, brother. Yes. For, for the, for the and, fans. And the way I'm saying that is because John Jones was not a finisher anymore. You know what no, I mean? he, so he just the wasn't. Fights he were just not wasn't. As interesting anymore. He was methodical. He, was, he, he knew how to win fights down towards the end of his you know, light heavyweight reign, which was great. And we love watching him fight. But when you see these guys get in there, bro, and they're throwing hands like they're throwing, that's what, that's we what like. you want to see. That's what I like. Hey, hey lost my respect. Hey. hey, you're not a threat. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so for guys listening to the podcast that aren't familiar with Tiago Santos, he's got 15 KOs on his record. He's 21 and 7 before losing to John Jones with no ACLs. He blew out both of his ACLs in the first round of that fight. Um, and it still was a split decision loss that he got from John Jones. He was on a tear. Kevin Hollick, Aaron Anders, Jimmy Manu- uh, Manua, John Blockowicz, as we mentioned, those are all KOs, by the way, mm-hmm. all KOs. And so I'm very, very excited to see him um, hopefully fight for the belt uh, here soon. Batman. So Dominic Reyes, your uh, boy, uh-huh. your boy who you were gushing over when you saw him in Houston. You're like, bro, this guy, I see him hit the pass. He's going to beat John Jones. Yeah, brother. I, 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 I predicted he was going to beat John Jones because he looked so good on the pass. But, man, he disappointed me after that picture on Instagram. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not riding with him anymore. Um, he got slept. He's got to climb back the rankings. Um, he's got he's got options down there uh, in the light heavyweight division. But like you said, I, I, I like how Nikita's coming. Uh, mm. A lot of guys are coming um, for that belt. Um, the division is exciting right now. Um, I, I think he's got he's got options, brother. He's got options. Uh, I think. What do you think about Tiago Santos and Glover, the guy that loses there, he gets that fight? No, I want I want the I want I want Tiago to win that fight, and I want Tiago straight straight to the belt. Yeah, so Glover loses that fight. Sure, Dominic Reyes, Anthony Smith. You know he's lost some fights there. He he'll be a good draw. Um, for Dominic to regain his confidence once again, yeah, he could. I mean, you got you got Jiri Provashka sitting there. Ooh. I mean, that's a bad man. I know everyone kind of Ooh. forgets because he fought a couple couple months ago. But this Who's dude's a knockout artist. He got twenty three knockouts. This Jiri Provashka kid, bro. So Dominic Reyes, tread tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Do not go and fight one of these dudes when you're not ready to, because you can you can find yourself down. And the and, and you know and then it doesn't get easier, bro. You got you got Vulcan, um, you got Vulcan down there at seven, Anthony Smith at eight, Nikita Carlo at nine, Johnny Walker at ten, Ryan Spann at twelve. I mean, bro, there's just, there's some killers down there. So mm. if I'm if I'm Dominic Reyes, I'm being careful. I'm wow. being careful in, in what I decide to do. Bro, I forgot Provasco, man. Yeah. When is he coming back? We need that guy back. We need that guy on the Wolf program fighting once every month. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. You this is wants to fight. You love to see it. Remember the, the Cabiz boy when, when the other guy was screaming at him? Let's fucking fight! Oh, yeah. Let's fucking yeah, fight! Let's fight! That's Provashka right there. Yeah. He wants to fight. Yeah, I like it. All right, so the last one, we'll do a little little, little car fronts. He uh, he had a really impressive performance. I mean, he did get dropped twice. Car fronts lost. He, he got... He he got oh. with that back elbow. Car friends want to miss weight. Yeah, he, no, his uh, opponent missed weight, and Easy was uh, speaking for him uh, to Dana. You cannot miss weight and get only give only thirty percent of your perch. He wanted to get ninety. Um, so Car friends was very disappointed, but I it, I was happy to see him celebrating with Easy in the locker room when Easy got there. Even though he had a tough loss, heartbreaking loss, um, he was there cheering uh, his friend. Um and teammate Alessandra. Yeah. Well, uh, I did get that a little mixed up. But Car France, I think the reason I put him down was because my man's got got lights out power. Yeah, lights yeah. out power. Yeah, and he he's he's quick, and man. He and just he just he just got caught. And I I gotta apologize because I in the, at the beginning of, of our podcast when we were starting to film the first couple episodes, I said that the flight weight division should be out, that yeah. it should disappear. And now we got Figueroa as a champion. He's a finisher. We got Kyra France, number seven, and we got um, the guy that beat him. What's his name? I forgot his name. 
Um, th- these guys are real killers, bro. They're go out. They're going out there to finish fights. You know, um, the Mighty Mouse era. It was an era where you will see and Revolve. people they will, they will they will land, but nothing will happen. It, it was all decisions. Now we got finishers in that division. It's good to see. Yeah. So Brandon Royval is the guy that that Car France lost. That's yeah. the I had it mixed up. Um, he's the one that got dropped twice. He's he missed weight by by four pounds. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the uh, in the in the show. Um, but there's a lot of a uh, lot of great a lot of great talent in that flyweight division. So so in number four coming up, we're gonna we're gonna round off talking about UFC 253. Talk about the awards that were given out that night and talk about our favorite fights. Welcome into inning number four, and we're going to be doing best of the night. Uh, this segment is basically going to be me going over the performance bonuses and the fight bonuses of the night and giving you guys um, my favorite fight. So to start off, we had the fight of the night was uh, awarded to Brandon Royval versus Kai Car France. This was the fight uh, I was referring to where uh, Kai Car France um, is, is his teammate. Uh, Brandon Royval missed weight by about four pounds, and uh, Izzy was very, very upset, telling Dana the penalty needed to be higher, calling um, all fighters who basically miss weight um, at the weigh-ins out after uh, his victory in the in the post-fight uh, press conference with John Anik. So, uh, you know, Brandon Royval did look good. Kai Car France also looked really good. He had multiple drop-downs of Brandon. Uh, in the first round, and unfortunately for uh, Kai Kara France, uh, Brandon Royval finished him in the second with a uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty nasty guillotine after after he stunned him. So this was a good performance, although uh, the weight cut was an issue. I'm excited uh, to see both of them moving forward because Brandon Royval was very uh, creative with his shots. He had a lot of, um, you know, he had a spinning back elbow. He was throwing with a lot of angles. I like the way he was putting together his combos. And, and Kai Car France has power in those fists. So he didn't get, you know, he didn't get the um, the win, but the reputation of the exciting up and comers, um, both of them definitely held uh, held strong um, in in those opinions. Performance of the night was also Jan Blockwich with his uh, dominating performance over Dom Reyes and obviously Israel Adesanya with his dominant performance um, over Paulo Costa. I My favorite fight of the night was John Blockwich because I really, really wanted John to win. Um, not only that, but he was the underdog and not a lot of people gave him um, too much credit coming in. You know, he was 37 years old. Everyone was really riding high on Dom after that John Jones fight. So I was very, very, very impressed uh, with John Blockowicz and his ability um, to control the striking battle and his ability to pick Dom apart early with those with those body shots and ultimately got the finish. So um, very happy for him as I as I've mentioned before and excited to uh, excited to see. Uh, what is going to be coming in the future. Hopefully he's back in there soon um, against Tiago. All right, inning number five coming up right now. All right, guys, welcome in inning number five, and we got the social dive because quite a few things happened. Why are you dancing? I'm dancing because I'm happy, brother. <laughs> I'm happy. We're going to the postseason. Let's and go. we're recording an episode of the Walk-Up Podcast, baby. That's right. We did just see that our games were at like 1 and 12, so other than that, everything's good. Yeah. Um. All right, guys, first topic of the social dive and of course, we got to talk about Mystic Mac, Conor McGregor. My man's goes off and leaks about six pages worth of Dana White DMs, basically talking about, I want to fight. Give me a fight. Um, he also had some things in there about Diego Sanchez oh. that he wanted to fight him in Dublin. I don't know if you guys saw Diego Sanchez fight the other night. We didn't really talk about it because uh, my man, a man looking bad. And bad. then he said that... Uh, he did kind of prove. I mean, it wasn't. He didn't like say it, but he. It, it was alluded to that Dana asked Connor to step in and fight um, against uh, Ferguson when Khabib dropped out, and Connor responded, "I'm not a, I'm not a uh, step in fighter, replacement fighter, but I will love to fight him." He said him, but uh, uh, with an event created for me. So he also dropped that he's fighting, going to fight Manny Pacquiao in the Middle East. He also put out that he looked pretty good in that boxing, in the boxing clip he he put out. He's, he's moving nice. Yeah, he's um, spectacular. What did you think about the DMs? Did it give you hope that the Mystic Mac we know and love will return? And um, you know, overall, what do you think about Instagram leaking? Yeah, I think I think like Dana said on his press conference yesterday, there's a code that you don't break, and he was pretty upset that Connor decided to 
um, you know, tweet out these uh, DMs. And, you know, it's, it's just personal conversations between him and Dana. And for the most part, I thought Dana was right. You know, he was just laughing at the fact that he wanted to fight Diego Sanchez. And if you make that fight happen, that fight makes no sense for nobody. I understand that Connor wanted to get some fights in, but yeah. Diego Sanchez is not the guy no. to make a fight, you know? So, well, Dana- he, I mean, he says he respects Diego. Diego has been in the game a long time. You know, he says he respects what he's done. Um, yeah, he-, I, he definitely was just trying to find a fight at that point, I think, in the DMs because no fights were really materializing for him. One, one thing that I like, about Connor right now that he's been out, he's in France hanging out, doing whatever he's doing over there uh-huh. with his uh fiance. Um, is that he's been calling out Gaethje, he's been calling out Ferguson, he's been calling out Poirier, he's been calling out Diaz brothers, he's been he's been calling out everybody. So he wants to fight. We know he's not retired. We know he wants to fight. Oh, yeah. The problem is when when are the fans gonna come back? The UFC is not gonna give up Connor McGregor gate. Just because he wants to fight, they yeah. want they want him to come back when there's gonna be people. Um, everybody's gonna come back to watch the King Conor McGregor, and it's gonna be epic. You know, they're gonna sell so many pay per views, so they're waiting for the perfect moment to do that. So I like the fact that he wants to fight, that he's calling out everybody, um, which is great because usually it's people calling him out. Yeah, because it's a money fight. I mean, there's one thing for sure: Conor McGregor is still the headline. The money fight for everyone. That's why Diego Sanchez said he was going to prove that he was worth it this Saturday. That didn't happen. But I will say, I I don't think Connor needed to leak the DMs. I mean, he could have just done an interview for yeah. for Christ's sake. But you know, Dana said that the bro code was broken. Um, but Connor said that when Dana made the comment at the press conference that he turned down Ferguson. That he broke the bro code first, so then Connor rebroke the bro code. Well, he and I, I didn't turn it down. He I didn't. Did. I mean, technically, like, kind of speaking, technically, but I'm not a Dana, replacement fighter. Yeah, but Dana did at that presser. He did kind of make it seem like Connor wanted nothing to do with Tony, which we have now found out that's not the full story. But listen, I didn't write the code on bro code. Um, I have. <laughs> I have reviewed it a couple of times. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you every now and then you have to get a fresh up. Um, when I was going through high school, and that was when really the bro code was uh, in place. Instagram wasn't really uh, a popping thing. We still texted, um, you know, with T nine. But I will say, I disagree with him dropping the DMs personally. But I will say I'm happy to see the DMs because Connor wants to fight. If we do get Connor versus Manny in the Middle East, because maybe the Middle East will allow them to have a stadium packed full of people, they don't give a shit. Um, I would love to see Connor versus Manny. I'll buy that pay per view, and then hopefully we I'll go g- to your house and watch. It. That's fine. You can come <laughs> on over, and hopefully we get a Connor UFC event soon. But bro. There, there seems to be a little bit of bad blood because Connor was then saying he's disappointed with his fight year. He's disappointed with promotion. And we've there's kind of been a butting of heads for a little while there. You know, when when, when I get on the bus and there's a big fight coming, Altuve and the guys, they always ask me, when is Connor fighting? So what that tells me is that even though they know they know nothing about MMA, they know who Conor McGregor Connor. is. Yeah. So they we are all waiting for Conor McGregor to return and hopefully one day get that rematch against my boy Habib the Eagle. Um, but he's so big. He's such a superstar. He's one of the best athletes in the world, even when he loses. So we we, we the sport really needs him back at yeah. some point. The I don't care who the opponent is. I don't care if it's Diego well. Sanchez. We need him back, bro. We don't have that many more years, man. Conor's getting you know he's. He's over 30. We yeah. don't have, you know, he's not going to fight till he's 40. So I want to see as much as him as we can. So, all right, guys, we're going to do a little new thing. We're going to keep rolling with the social dive. We're going to switch over to inning number six, talk about Adesanya, trying to protect his boy, Car France, and the missed weight coming Call up to the now. bullpen, baby. All right, guys, welcome to inning number six. We are talking about Israel Adesanya defending his boy, Car France, versus uh, Brandon Royval because he missed weight. After Izzy won... They the the camera panned over to him, and before he really accepted the belt, and um, he was kind of getting at Dana, and we didn't really know exactly what he was talking about. We kind of could tell it was something about Miss Weight, but then after he got the belt and was doing his John Anik interview, he really hit hard the fact that these guys are missing weight and they're using extra time the UFC gives them to blow up 
and they don't care about the 30%. Some of these dudes are gangsters, he said, and making money outside the UFC. I don't know what that means, but I will say I think he has a point, and I do think the percentage has to be higher. Do you do you agree with what he was saying, and how high would you go? Because 90 seems a tad high for me. Yeah, I completely agree with everything he said. I think I think 50% is a, is, is a... It's good enough um, for these fighters that are missing weight. There's no excuse to miss weight. You know, you cannot use, use the pandemic because fighters are still making weight. Um, you can use any of those excuses. So I, I get it, man. You know, that's why this sport is based on weight. You know, the heavier you are, the harder you're going to hit, the harder you can take a punch. 100%. So, the more cardio. You know, it's such an advantage for only 30%. So I think, I think it will be. <laughs> Drop the mic there, mic drop. <laughs> I think it will be great if they if they do it. Dana did say uh, on the press conference yesterday that he's got nothing to do with that. It's the commission that's gotta um, put the percentages up. Uh, it's at thirty right now, so I I think fifty seems about right. Well, I'll say this, Dana. I think Dana has more to do with it. He could find these guys. He's 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 the guy that signs the checks. I mean, he sends a direct deposit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dana could say, hey. The commission's got 30%. We're going to put a miss weight tax, so to speak, um, on you guys. And it's going to be an additional 20, 25, 30%. Because, you know, some of these guys, bro, they would rather, let's say they're getting paid 30 Gs, okay? They're being paid 30 Gs to fight. And they're going to get paid 30 Gs to win. They would rather go out there a little bit heavier, try to get that win bonus, mm-hmm. and still make more money if they would have just made weight and lost. Because yep. you're talking about cardio, you're talking about everything. So I do agree with with Israel. Ninety percent, that's high. Really, um, but I think fifty. I think fifty is a solid number, yeah. and I, I I respect Israel for sticking up for his teammate because we saw him drop. Um, we saw him drop uh, Brandon twice, and and they were big shots. And Brandon. Kind of kept, kind of kept walking. You know, he dropped, but got back up, landed a spinning back elbow. So maybe it would have been different, mm, a different outcome. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, inning number six. We are going to go to the seventh inning stretch. We're going to talk Dana post fight, speaking about Colby Covington and Masvidal. All right, guys, welcome into the seventh inning stretch. As I mentioned, Dana White says after UFC 253 that Colby Covington versus Masvidal seems to be the smart thing to do. I love the fact he said this. I love it. I love it. That's that's the real fight to make, brother. You got Usman, Gilbert Burns. You got Masvidal and and uh, Colby Covington. After that spectacular performance against Tyron Woodley that we touched on uh, last week, this this fight is so good in so many ways. You know, Masvidal is a great striker. Colby's got the wrestling background, but he's been striking a lot lately. I think. This fight is gonna be about volume on Colby's side and the power of of Masvidal on his side. So, you know, it's it's such an interesting fight. These guys hate each other. They were roommates. Um, they were BFS forever. They were friends, brother. I mean, they will spar together. But that would be like if me and you had a really yes, bad falling out. Exactly. Like they were like bros, bros, bros. Like you like and they me. lived at each house, like each other's houses. Yeah, like. We live together in the minor leagues. That yeah, counts. Yeah, we did. It counts. So, yeah. I mean, this is going to be real interesting, brother. I, and it's not fake. It's not fake. No, 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 no. It's no, real. No. Yeah, it's real. It's real. I, I mean, uh, Colby left American Top Team because yeah. of because uh, of this issue. So, I do think that Dana is making a smart decision here. We had heard Masvidal versus Diaz possibly was back in um, was back in the mix for a BMF 2 um, I think Which that makes no sense. Makes no sense. I I agree with what you your point you made in the last podcast was the UFC is trying to squeeze out the Masvidal hype. Mm-hmm. I don't think a Diaz win brings any more hype than than he's got after the Usman loss. I think this is the fight that brings Masvidal even higher mm-hmm. in the popularity and and just everything because everyone knows. Regardless of what you think about the guy, he he can be a prick, and the Instagram sucks. But and the, you know the things he says sometimes are out of bounds. But the dude can brawl. Talking about just fighting, no doubt. The dude is one of the best fighters, most well-rounded fighters on the roster. Top five for sure. So th- the fans know, and the UFC knows. This is the fight to make. It's bad blood. It's a good matchup. It's two guys who will stand and trade. We saw Masvidal's ability to defend a takedown and to get out of takedowns versus Usman. 
So we know that he's got that in the bag. So I think this stylistically is going to be one of those. It, it could go. It could go to. Um, you know, could go to finish, but it could be one of those five round wars that oh, yeah. we're sitting here talking they both about. Can take a punch. This can be the fight of the year right here. Absolutely. And I, you know, Dana said, "Hey, win or lose, the Diaz fight is always there. Yeah, he can always, always go. Win or lose, like the, as long the as fight is always there. As long as he doesn't lose a BMF belt. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> the fight against Colby, if he wins. He gets closer to a title shot once again. If he loses, he can go fight the Diaz brothers, both of them on the same night if he wants to. And, you know, hopefully the Wolf is coming close mm-hmm. and maybe we get some Masvidal Wolf action oh, at some shit. point. Masvidal Costa? I mean, I'm sorry, Wolf Costa? Wolf Costa? You shouldn't me? And a couple months from now, we could be legitimately looking at a I mean, possible Wolf versus Costa. Brother, if, if Costa's going to fight the way he looked against Easy, I, I think the Wolf will take him. I mean, no one's going to be... I mean, right now, bro, after that fight, people are going to think we got the formula. Yeah. People are going to think we got the formula right now to fight Costa. Ain't no formula to fight the Wolf. Everyone says, oh, he's not fighting anyone. They give him, they give him a guy. He's not ranked, but he's a respectable UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. 20-some-odd wins on his, on his record. Yeah. Yeah, and, three. And, and he dropped him in 17 seconds. Mm. He said... Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wrestle these guys in ground and pound because everyone says I can't stand up. So what? So I'm just gonna. I mean, we've talked about this guy a lot. We know. We know how much we love him. I'm yeah. just saying. I think the Masvidal Colby fight is a great fight to make. It still leaves both of those guys with a lot of options after because they're both great fighters. And I can keep dreaming about Kazmat versus Costa. Yeah, I just hate that they're they're having a tough time getting opponents for. For uh, Hamza, bro, it seems like we got a lot of Ontarios, Ontarios on the on the roster, brother. You want to tell them what Ontario no. means? If you guys want to know what that means, go look up uh, Conor McGregor's clip against Jose Aldo when they're walking out of ESPN. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for the seventh inning stretch. We're going to be back with the eighth inning setup inning. It's going to be a little talk about Holly Holm versus Aldana coming right now. All right, guys, welcome into the setup inning. We're going to be talking a little bit about the fight coming up this Saturday, October 3rd, Holly Holm versus Aldana. And I think this is a really good striking matchup. Both of these girls are going to stand and trade. Uh, we both watched uh, Aldana's last fight against Vieira when she was ranked in the top five. Aldana has hands. She got hands. Hands, brother. She, she, she can fight, brother. And, and this is a big test for Holly Holm because right now I feel like Holly Holm is like the gatekeeper. It's all these girls coming in, um, they're getting ranked. They're getting a lot of hype behind them, and they're giving them Holly Holm, the girl that throws a one-two with a kick right behind him every single time for the past 10 fights. She's been doing that since Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Everybody knows the script. Everybody knows what she's going to try to do. She's not changing anything. So I think she's the gatekeeper now. She's like the Cowboys Cerrone. She's like the... The type of fighter that you just put in there um, with a name, and these girls beat them, and then they make a name for themselves. Yeah. So, well, it's mean, smart. It's smart business. Yeah, smart I mean, that's, that's what that's what they just did with, you with need Paige Vincent, um, you know, with Amanda Rivas. Yeah. I, I really do think that this this could be um, this this is really a this is a wake up call, not so to speak, wake up, but like this is one of those fights where at the presser at the end, Dana could be saying, you know. We're gonna have to talk to her because he's done that now with um, with uh, Cowboy Cerrone, and he just talked about it the other night with Diego Sanchez. So um, these are the UFC; these are great UFC fighters that have come, have had their time. I mean, Holly Holm's thirty-eight years old; she's coming off a win against Ra- um, Raquel Pennington, <clears throat> but uh, before that, she had lost to Amanda Nunez, Chris Cyborg, um, both uh, you know, and that Amanda Nunez was a pretty vicious KO. So. I don't know. I think Aldana's going to win this. I think she's she's the bigger woman. She looked very strong in her last fight when we watched it. And uh, I just think she's going to knock her out, man. There's no way around it. Yeah, so Holly Holmes make the adjustments, try to grapple or something. Because the one something. two, the one two with a kick behind, it's not going to do it anymore for her. Yeah, we also got Ronda May versus Pena on this card. Um, we have our boy De Castro versus uh, Felipe. Uh, De Castro is famous for uh, making twelve thousand dollars. In his last UFC fight when he fought Greg Hardy. So hopefully That's crazy. our boy Jorgon DeCastro, my boy, my my Cuban boy, um, comes out, puts on a good fight. Because he looked pretty good in that, in that Hardy fight before he ended up by um, kind of fading with the cardio and lost to Greg Hardy. So I'm hoping he comes out and gets a finish. He's got five finishes in six fights. Not bad. Yeah, no. He, he throws hands, bro. And he got he pop. 
He yeah. just got tired. Yeah, that's true. You know, Felipe is coming in. He's eight and one. So this card, you know, I think it's going to be like a lot of other cards. Maybe we're sitting here. We're not saying, oh, this card, this card. But I think it could turn out really good, man. We got Carlos Condit on this card in the prelims. Mm. So if you guys want to catch him, he's fighting McGee. Better, Carlos man. Condit, of course, the legend, 30 and 13. Looking for a win. My guy needs a win. We all remember Condit uh, for that fight against uh, Robbie Lawler. It was, I think it was fight of the year. It was incredible. My guys, yeah, it's, it's not the best card on paper. Guys lost five fights in a row. Yeah, I know. Condit. I know. He's 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 been on a tough role. But it's not the best card on paper. But always, like sometimes, his cards surprise us and give us yeah. some some great action. So um, we'll see. It's yeah. next Saturday, October third. Next Saturday, October that October third at Fight Island. We have the closing segment coming up right now. All right, guys, that is it for our episode. We hope you enjoyed. But before we go, October has a lot to offer. Hopefully yes. the boys get hot yes. and make a deep playoff run. But also, do not forget, we have Morales versus Sanhagen coming up. We have Oof. Ortega versus Zombie. Ooh. And, of course, we have Khabib versus Gaethje. Jesus when that promo Christ. played the other night, Carlos was... I, I lost it. He I lost, lost it. it. When Khabib came up on the screen through the smoke, he was like, Oh, my God! <laughs> It's oh my God. time, baby. Lance, do you see him? I'm like, yeah, I see him. He's on the TV right there. Oh, my guy can really tell that I love my boy, um, Habib Nurmagomedov um, versus Justin Gage. It's going to be a great fight. But we also got Morais and Sanhagen, brother. Bro, I mean, this is a huge this, fight. This, this is going to be a striking clinic right there. Who's going to win? I don't know, but it's going to be a great fight. And then we got the guys that hate each other, Ugh. the Korean zombie versus Brian T-City Ortega. He hasn't fought in a while. so It's been a long time. This fight has been a year and a half or maybe even two years been brewing for a in long the making. Time. I mean, they've had multiple press conferences. They've had the altercations at the fights when, when Ortega waited for a zombie to go to the bathroom and slapped his boy. So these this October, man, we're hoping that it kicks off nice with uh, with the Holly Holm uh, Aldana fight. But this October is going to be... It's going to be a, a, a fight fan's dream, now, i got to say. This pay-per-view coming October might be the best, best pay-per-view of the year, bro. bro. We and got I, hey, Habib. Hey, listen. Cannoneer. Yes. Whitaker. Yes. We got uh, Walt Harris. Yes. Volkov. Yes. Talk to me. Mac- uh, Islam Makachev. More. Talk Dos to me Sanjos. more. <laughs> I mean, talk to me dirty, dog. Bro, and I still think, I really, really do. I still think we're about a month away. I still think there is hope for a Poirier versus Ferguson. Oof. I got... Like the slightest glimmer of hope, but these two guys have respect for each other. They both love the fight. I, I, Poirier kind of said on Twitter that he was asking for a, a clean milli. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I mean, shall we fight for a milli? <laughs> but yeah. bro, if they add those guys to the card, they could put this whole card directly into the UFC Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I, I want to see five rounds, but I wouldn't be mad if they put it in that card for a three round fight. That would still be great. For sure. Well, all right, guys, that is it for the episode tonight. We'll be back next week, of course, talking about the home Aldana fight and all your favorites. Yeah, we'll get an update on the on the playoffs um, on the next episode. We'll see let you know what see happens. See how things went. And uh, thank you guys for the support, as always. All right, guys, we'll see you soon.